Hey everybody, welcome to episode 71 of the Is That Normal podcast. And they, today we're going to talk about everybody's favorite to- topic, sex. Yeah, were, were you going to sing a song to lead us in here, Randall? Well, <laughs> I made, I might have made that suggestion. But but now yeah. that you've painted me in a corner, I, I think I'm going to... I, I may, I may pass on that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so yes. Yeah, so, so we, we, we're going to talk about sex, uh, but maybe, uh, maybe but, uh, <laughs> but, but that's only partly true because we're actually going to talk about parents talking to their children about sex, yeah. which is maybe not quite as titillating of a yeah. topic. Uh, because I know for, for me really, and probably most parents like the thought of having to have those really frank, open discussions mm-hmm. with your kids at any age um, you know, I might rather teach my children how to drive blindfolded. You know, I mean, that, that may be some of our, our viewpoints, yeah. but, you know, it, it's so important. We're going to talk a little bit about that uh, today. And, and I know for me, uh, and, you know, in teaching youth for years and years, a lot of, you know, my discussions about this with them, I've started out just sharing with them, you know, I was not shared with in a healthy or a complete <laughs> way. And there's so many things I wish I'd known or I wish I'd had more guidance on. Um, yeah. You know, so, so Randall, so, so where was your first lessons about the topic of sex from when uh, you were a kid? Really, if we're being honest, it was, it was in the back of the school bus. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of education that happened in like the back five or six seats of the school bus. Yes. Uh, um, both, both like I learned, you saw a lot of things, heard a lot of things and got told a lot of things that may or may not have been accurate, <laughs> but you definitely got an education back there. And so, um, that that was probably my first introduction to a lot of that, and you know, probably not the healthiest uh, of conversations because, uh, ironically enough, about the the most conversation that I had with you know like my dad was, he pretty much said, "Well, I'm not going to be able to tell you anything you haven't already learned in the back of the school bus." So, <laughs> and that was about the extent of our. Enough to- <laughs> That, that was about the extent of our conversations. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's so funny how <laughs> many similar things there are for us. So so I rode the school bus. I was the second child on and the, and the second to last off. Oh, and yes. so I was like on the bus like over an hour each yeah. way. And so by the end of the trip, even when elementary, we got to go to the back of the bus. And yeah. so learned, saw, heard a lot of things. And I remember distinctly, you know, somewhere early in elementary school, a, a, a child on the bus with me explained to me the specific mechanics of, of sexual activity. <laughs> and I was just like, no way. And I remember going in and asking my mom, is this true? And she's like, yep. And that's all she said. Like, there's no more explanation. There was no more elaboration. It was just yes. Yeah. And so I was left like in this horrific shock and yes. awe at that moment. Um, my, my other two distinct memories of like being shared with about this stuff was was the obligatory like films they showed when oh, we were like, yes. I think it was fifth or sixth grade. Like they had special meetings and, you know, and they separated the boys and the girls and we had to watch yeah. films and they showed us diagrams and it was all super awkward i'm i'm this may be going way too far but the maybe the most traumatic experience related to that was i distinctly remember in junior high watching a sex education film where sinbad was dressed as a condom for the entire (laughs) film (laughs) like sinbad the musician yes yes actor wow it was that, that's classy. It stuck that's with me. I'll tell stuff, you that. Tell it you. stuck with me. But. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> things we remember. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And and then my other distinct memory is somewhere in like late middle school, probably I was watching a movie with my dad and like kind of a steamy scene came mm-hmm. on. I remember my dad looked over at me and says, 
if you ever think about doing that, make sure you cover it up. And that was like, <laughs> like these are this this is the uh, the advice that I got at that point. So, so anyway, needless to say, you know, we're gonna talk a little bit about how to have those talks. Maybe there's a little bit different um, approach and process and some of the things you know that we've talked about, yeah. or maybe that you've experienced, uh, and give us some tools and how to do that because I know this is tough but important. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. Welcome back, and and you know if you're joining us for the first time, I know we always share this, but but we would love to connect with you, and we there's there's lots of ways you can do that. We have a Facebook page, we have Instagram, YouTube, um, and then you can you can always send us an email at uh, connectedisthatnormal.org. We would love to hear feedback, ask questions. Um, we would just like like to have you know we would love for this to be a dialogue rather yes. than just us always being the ones talking. We we would love to hear some feedback from you. So. Um, but as we move into our topic today, tell us maybe some of the reasons why it it's important to talk to, to kids about sex. Yeah, I mean, there's several reasons. I mean, I mean first and foremost, <clears throat> we are created as sexual beings. Like, that's how God designed us. That's how we were made. I mean, every, every person has got desires and feelings and chemicals that are involved in this. And, um, and, and really, you know, what's really interesting is that sex... Um, has been hijacked by our culture, like so many things. You know, something that God made and called it good and set it up for specific reasons and our culture. And really, you know, if we go all the way back, I mean, the enemy, the devil, has has hijacked this and, mm-hmm. and made it uh, something that's not so... So this subject that seems so, like, taboo and it's something we don't want to talk about, really, it is a normal, natural thing mm-hmm. in the right context, in the way it was designed by God to be done. It, you know, it's made for... For procreation, you know, one of, one of the first things God says to Adam and Eve and, and all of the world is like, uh, go be fruitful and multiply. And, yeah. and so, I mean, that's that's a part of what God right. created us to do. And, and it, it's interesting because, you know, this is this is a subject the Bible talks a lot about. You Absolutely. Know, there's there's other other big things that, that that are referenced in Scripture, but but really, this is something the Bible is. I mean, all throughout scripture. And not just prohibitive. I mean, there's yeah, the prohibitive absolutely. part, but there's also a lot in the scripture about how this is uh, made for pleasure, but more than pleasure it is made for a, a deep connection and intimacy between a husband and wife. And it's supposed to be a picture of what of what love can look like in the right context. And, yeah. and if we fail to paint that positive picture because we're so afraid of the, the hijacked, fractured picture that our yeah. culture has... You know, we're we're missing out on this wonderful truth that God uh, has designed for us and and for our kids to to experience in the right way. And if we don't approach it, we'll talk more about this in a minute, but if we don't approach it and help them see the right way, they're going to get all the wrong ways and none of the right way. And and, and so, you know, we live in a sexualized society. That's another uh, huge truth. You know, it's everywhere. Uh, We are, I was talking to my kids this morning, we almost never can get away from marketing today mm-hmm. like like because of our phones and where our culture works it's not like we see an ad once in a while or we see a billboard and that's it, it, advertising is constantly coming to me individualized yes. personalized and it is very sexualized in a lot of contexts yeah. and um but the message that we get are very confused uh and it's and it's and it's twisted and you know um i heard an illustration a while back about what our culture does to us it's that our culture tempts us to go to the very edge of of, of everything, to go to the mm-hmm. extreme, go to the edge of, of, of what, what sex could be, go to the edge of what 
um, you know, any sort of vice that you can think of. I mean, it just tempts you to go to the very edge. And then when you fall off the edge of that cliff into destruction, they ridicule you. And, yeah. you know, and so we have to figure out how to set guardrails for our lives way before we get close to that edge mm-hmm. because society is not going to do that yeah. for us. Um, and then another reason is, is that they're going to learn about it. Yeah. Mean, like we just shared. I mean, kids on the school bus are going to tell, tell yeah. our, your kids about and, it. And that was our experience yeah. you know, before a world full of, you know, right. in some cases, barely out of elementary school kids having this right in their hands that yeah. that's that's not only you know constantly marketing to them but but targeting yeah. younger and younger demographics and, and that's something and we won't touch on that much in this episode but you can go back and listen to other episodes i'm sure we'll address it again in the future um, monitoring what your kids are doing on the phone helping them yeah. because when you open the whole world up to them and they don't have the tools to handle that you, it's a, a disaster waiting to happen, yeah, you know, absolutely. and then that's, you know, the research tells us, and, and I'm, I, it's changing so fast. I'm probably even off on this, but the first exposure to explicit sexual material or content to kids today is somewhere near the age of 11. Yeah. And, and so, you know, so they are going to be exposed that those things are mm-hmm. coming at them and we got to figure out how to prepare them uh, for that. And, and, and here's, you know, as we think about the, the fact that they're going to learn about it, the scary fact for all of us as parents and all of us as adults who care about kids is that kids today are way more sexually active than we probably think they are. Yeah. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, they're having sexual intercourse necessarily, but, but their understanding, their uh, exposure, the things that they've seen or thinking yeah. about or asking about is way further along than we probably can anticipate. Yeah. And, and so we've got to make a decision about who we want shaping their, their view, their worldview on sex, sexuality, sexual orientation, all of these sexual yeah. issues that are going on in our culture today. Because if we're not being intentional, someone else is shaping yeah. their worldview. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's crazy to think about even just, I would even say in the last five years, um, and, and really even in the last year to two years, there, there's just been such a movement of kind of where the boundaries are. Even, you know, you think about used to, if you were watching network television, yeah. you, you were, you know, relatively safe as, as far as very explicit things. You know, there, yeah. there might be some themes and things but that maybe you know, for most younger kids was maybe above their awareness of. Um, mm-hmm. But but now, I mean, you can watch network TV during prime time and in the c- commercials for, you know, cheeseburgers and fabric softener. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll yeah. have things that, that probably 10 years ago would have never made it on any sort of network television. And now that that's just common. And and I think you're right, the, the awareness and the age of awareness of kind of what that is and what that means is, is just getting younger and younger and, and younger. And we'll talk about what to do with that here in a minute, but you're right, it's everywhere. Twice this week in my household, trying to choose family-oriented media to watch, we've had to turn it off um, because of the presence of, of, a, of a homosexual couple being exalted on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we had... Uh, we were watching a Disney Plus family TV show, and we got about four or five episodes in, and suddenly this kid on there has two moms, and and, mm-hmm. this, and they're having sleepovers at their house, and like this, mm-hmm. this is going on, and you know we we made a choice to shut that off, and then we were watching a family movie, and next thing you know, they're this this mom is is helping plan this uh, wedding between two women, mm-hmm. and you know you know it's it, so I yeah. mean so those things 
are, are coming at them faster and faster everywhere you look. And yeah. so, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so with, you know, talking about the first exposure ages being so low, when should we begin talking to our kids about, about sex and, yeah. and these things that, you know, and, and that's, that's a, uh, a hard question, but but I think again, if our kids are more sexually active than we anticipate they are, then we probably need to start talking about it earlier than we expect that we yeah. should. <laughs> and you know, so I think it needs to start young, and, and particularly as you notice just their curiosity, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that really does. It starts young. They start asking questions, and and there's there's appropriate levels of what you share at different ages. And mm-hmm. you know, as a parent, you have to make some of those discernments. But um, as soon as they start having some curiosity, we can start reflecting to them. You know why God made men and women different. What what a relationship between a man and a woman is supposed to look like. What God's mm-hmm. prescription for that is. We can start having those discussions without getting into the mechanics of of sexuality necessarily. Yeah. But we start helping them form healthy viewpoints of those type of relationships uh, early on. Um, but but I also think as we do that, we have to change our viewpoint because I think for a lot of us. Uh, our experiences, a lot of people's approach to this has been a confrontation sort of approach. Mm-hmm. I know for me, that was what most of the adults <laughs> in my life, it was like, you know, they, you know you, they, they get you in a situation, they say, I'm going to tell you what you need to know in this yeah. next 15 minute block. And here's the facts, here's the boundaries, here's what's happened yeah. if you mess up. Now, be good. And right. that's it. There's no room for questions. There's yeah. No, yeah, And there's no more discussion. And I think we need to change from a confrontation approach to a process approach, because none of us learn the things that are deeply about who we are in one setting. It's mm-hmm. something that we are exposed to over and over again. We talk about, uh, we explore, we ask deeper questions, and that that needs to be the way we handle this for our mm-hmm. kids. So, so when you start with, you know, just talking about why boys and girls are different and why, you know, why mommy loves daddy, and you know, these different kind of things. Well, that's the starting point of an ongoing conversation of helping them gain a healthy picture of what those type of relationships uh, yeah. need to look like. And and I think that even goes back to kind of what you talked about earlier about the fact that, you know, when we look at scripture, it's not just a prohibitive type type of conversation the Bible has about, you know, again, you, you said God designed designed our sexuality and designed mm-hmm. relationships and, and in a lot of cases modeled that after what, you know, his relationship with us looked like. And so um, it, it's important because sometimes I think, either our reluctance to even talk about it at all or that hey these are the things you don't do almost gives off that you know god is against that completely and and that's really not the case it's more about modeling what how it was god designed it and how you know how he designed for us to be and um to use that to help them understand that this isn't just you know it's not necessarily just that you can't ever do that, and this is what, you know. Right, and, and you know, and I've I've talked to several people. There's some books out written by people who have had this perspective that, you know, they grew up in the church, uh, and and had mostly been told, "Don't do that, don't do that, don't do that," and then when they fall in love and get married, and now suddenly that's okay. There there was this like, well, that's a that's a hard gear shift. Yeah. Like like we've yeah. never approached you know the healthy side of that. We just approach you know, and so we we've got to as parents help. Help that again. There's there's incremental process right. part of leading up to that. You know, there's things like I tell kids like, "Hey, you probably don't need to read the song. Don't need to read Song of Solomon until like you're pretty close to getting married." You know, yeah. I mean, you know, there's some things in there that are good, but but don't awaken love until it's yeah. time. You know, but yeah. but to be aware that there's a different perspective of healthy sexual relationships that, that right. God prescribes. And yeah. and the thing that that does is it helps it helps to understand the why the yeah. why of 
why it's designed to be this way and also the why of why maybe some of the other ways that that maybe our culture perverts that and changes it around why that's not why the way god designed it yeah. and so to, to have a better understanding and a grasp of of the why um, right. and and maybe help that to even motivate some of their decision making and the way that they view view yeah, things absolutely yeah. so as as we as we move forward, what are what are some examples of kind of what that might look like as as we have those conversations? Yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot of it is watching for those opportunities, looking for those natural moments. Uh, you know, I mentioned those TV shows, um, and we have that happen often, but both a negative and positive mm-hmm. situations where something happens on a show, um, and there's questions arise, or I see that there's a tension in it, and and instead of just saying, oh no, oh no, no, we 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 have a conversation about about what's happening there yeah. and you know we, we have an explanation of, of why people are making the decisions they're making how that's contrary to the way god makes decisions what the consequences of these decisions are why we hold the viewpoint that we hold and so so so, so it opens up a window of, of opportunity you know i mean we talk a lot when we're watching movies or tv shows about is that a healthy emotional not just sexual but healthy emotional and spiritual direction, the way they're handling their relationships, what they're looking for, how they're coping. Is that how we want to handle things? Is that how God wants to handle things? And so we ask questions of our kids to let them reflect and see the end game of the way these fictional characters are playing out their story, you know? Um, You know, and then, you know, other things like in in real life, you know, uh, as kids have grown up, you know, and and we find out someone's pregnant, both in in the best of settings and in the worst of settings, you know, we, we can have a conversation about what's going on there, how that happens, what the consequences that are, you know, what, what, what we need to deal with in those kind of situations. Um, I know my older kids, we've had a conversation a lot about when you make, if you make this choice now, you know, with physical relationship, I just want you to see that, that this might happen and this might happen and this might happen. And, and here's stories of people I know who've had those things happen and, and what's happened to them because of that. Yeah. And, and, and just trying to paint that reality for them of how to make healthy decisions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, the looking for opportunities, um, kind of those natural moments that you talked about, but are there times and moments where maybe that conversation needs to be a little bit more direct as far as, you know, sharing information and, and kind of what, what we, our beliefs are and, and why that is? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, we, we can't just all be reactive. I mean, cause some of that's a little bit of, of being aware and being reactive to the situation, but we, we also have to have those moments of being proactive and, and saying, I really need to make sure they clearly understand this part. And, um, you know, as, as your children approach puberty or if they start having really significant questions about the, um, <clears throat> the physical parts of sex as, as you know, as they near those, you know, those early teenagers, I mean, you, you, you need to have that specific conversation about, about all the parts and the function and the plumbing and, you know, all of that stuff yeah. has to, has to happen. And, and you just have to be uh, really clear about it. Uh, give them time to absorb that, have follow-up conversations about that, uh, find good resources for them to have, have clear, uh, yeah. clear picture of what that's supposed to look like. And so, so I think you need to be really clear about those things. I know for us, we've been kind of fortunate. We live on a little farm and, and we've not had to have any problem coming up with those moments of talking about plumbing and, and, yeah. and the actions that happen there because I've seen First seen, hand. seen yeah. the whole process. So yeah, yeah. So that's happened, but you need to do that. And, and, and that's then, the scary. That's the scary and difficult part of those conversations. But but when you look at it in the context of having a difficult conversation versus knowing somewhere else, someone yeah. else is going to have that right. be teaching your children 
those things yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't you rather that be you and know that know what they're learning and know that it's truth and yeah. you know grounded yeah. in 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 our faith and yeah. and what what the bible and, says and that's a milestone kind of thing and we've talked about that before you know there's mm-hmm. rites of passage and milestones in kids lives and and growing up is a, is a milestone and i mean yeah. understanding you know puberty is a milestone understanding you know what our bodies are created to do in that aspect that's a milestone and and so it's not something we need to help them understand there's no shame in that yeah that, that, that this Absolutely. is this is part of god's design but we need to handle it as a gift that we need to handle in an appropriate way yeah. and so that's the other thing we have to be really intentional and clear on where we stand on boundaries of sexual activity yeah uh and and where we stand on sexual identity and and how we should view that uh, and while that is a part of our life that that's not the the thing that most makes our identity because yeah. that, that's the thing i see a problem in our culture and uh, in many, many situations where people are looking to their sexuality for identity yeah, rather than looking to their creator for identity. And yeah. we need to help them with all of those um, kind of things uh, in, in addition to those as the opportunities arise moments. So, so this yeah. is a combination of intentional discussion and then being willing to continue having follow-up and in-the-moment kind of conversation. So, so, so what about the practical stuff? How mm-hmm. do we make sure that we're sharing the right things because yeah. i'm sure that's a lot of the fear too of having those conversations yeah. is how do i know what what to say and and when and how much and, right. and make sure i'm saying the right things yeah I, I think a lot of things in that one is remember you don't have to share absolutely everything in one setting because again we're, we're not a confrontation like this is the yeah. only opportunity you're going to have to hear this from me so so if you share some things and realize oh there's some more things i need to share that's mm-hmm. okay uh, we need to keep having those conversations, try to make that as open as possible. I think also it's really important uh, to ask questions and listen to our kids to figure out where they're at in order to determine like what they're ready for. And, you know, I know sometimes, especially as they get older, asking them questions about their viewpoint on sexuality and, and how that's going, that might be a scary thing. Uh, yeah. and, and you might feel like there's some things you don't want to hear, but you need to hear where they're mm-hmm. at so you can help them. Um, but then I, you know, you got to do your research. And, and for me, you know, the, the physical plumbing stuff, I mean, that's pretty, probably basic. You can figure that stuff out for the most part, but, um, but figuring out the biblical viewpoint on sex, I think we need to spend time ourselves as adults yeah. and parents in the word trying to understand that, you know, uh, and like you said, there's a lot of discussion about this in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a good place to start is reading through the book of first Corinthians, uh, in that the apostle Paul deals with, uh, a lot of the sexual morality of the Corinthian culture and how what the biblical response that is. And I, so I think there's some really good perspectives, boundaries, lines drawn there to help us maybe start understanding some of that stuff and pull all those pieces together. Um, and then another one that I think is really important to read is Hosea in the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, Hosea is an interesting book because it shares a real life situation that's a uh, metaphor for a spiritual situation. And it really helps you see how our sexuality and our relationship with God are intertwined. Yeah. Um, it also shows us that that sexual sin is a big deal and that mm-hmm. God takes it seriously and there's serious consequences that last generations uh, sometimes uh, that, that we've got to see. Uh, but also there's unbelievable grace in that. And, yeah. and there's an, an opportunity for redemption. And, and so for us, you know, especially if, you know, as preparation for, you know, the, our, our children's journey, you know, I think that's a good thing for us to have that perspective so that, yeah. you know, if they have questions or, or God forbid that they, they get in a situation where they've made a mistake, stepped outside those boundaries, that we have a framework to have that discussion with them yeah. in a serious way, but a redemptive way. And we have to hold both of those pieces yeah. there. So and, and even going back to, you know, beginning to have those 
conversations or at least lay that groundwork early on. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully you've by doing that you establish kind of an open dialogue to where you know if if your kids find themselves in those situations or they have those difficult questions hopefully there's a you know they they feel comfortable coming to you and having those conversations and asking those questions or you know saying coming to you and saying hey i blew it now what um as opposed to you know the again the the kind of confrontational type conversation where it's like don't do all of these things and see you later and then you know when they find themselves maybe they've messed up or they they've crossed a boundary or or they just have those questions it it feels like an off-limit topic right yeah absolutely yeah yeah so the next question is as we have those conversations will our kids want to listen to us (laughs) (laughs) they may not seem like it but i would say they absolutely do you know i mean these aren't gonna be comfortable and your kids are gonna say i mean my kids say like oh man don't talk to me about this again (laughs) you know they kind of roll their eyes they kind of squirm in their seats a little bit and you know they might actually get up scream and run away i mean i've had that response before (laughs) but but (laughs) but don't give up you know uh you know that may be a sign that they're not quite ready for the level you got to yet and you just come back <laughs> off a, a notch but but at the end of it all the reality is is that we as the adults and parents in their life have the biggest influence on their viewpoint of relationships you know yeah. the, the way they're going to make choices about how they treat the opposite sex how they approach these relationships is really going to based a lot on what they see in us mm-hmm. um and so so we've got to uh we've got to keep pushing in and, and trying to lean in and, and, and be a, a proactive and a clear voice in their life about yeah. these things. And, and they are also, they're curious about sex. That's just going to be mm-hmm. a natural thing. They're going to be curious. Uh, most of what the culture has given them is false and fantasy. Yeah. And again, we've got to make sure that we're painting a really clear, a really practical picture um, of, of what this is supposed to look like yeah. for them. And, so. and in addition to that, I, I think the culture, the culture also tends to portray the the church and followers of Christ of what we believe and how we believe it what they what they think we believe is not is not accurate and so right. the portrait they paint of you know well the church is just a bunch of you know bigots and people who don't you know or it's outdated it's outdated yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. and they don't really have a true understanding so it's that much more important for us yeah. to to help our kids understand okay this is the why this is what scripture says this is why we believe the way that we do and the bible outlines it very clearly of mm-hmm. that this is god's design and and you know this is this is for a redemptive thing what, what's amazing to me about all of that is that the culture over and over again wants to ridicule um, the the morals and the viewpoints of, of, of religious faith um, and and wants to have you know to set their own boundaries and make their own choices and yet at the same time we're also reporting about the extreme brokenness and the yeah. hurt and and how much healing needs to happen in our culture because people are anxious and lonely and they don't know how to have healthy relationships and, and, and they don't seem to be able to connect the pieces that yeah that 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 you you this is what happens when you reject the way life was designed to be and um so we have to help them put that piece together absolutely good stuff that's a we covered a lot of ground there but but you know like we said those 
those aren't always comfortable conversations, no. but they're necessary yes. conversations. Yeah. So, um, so as we wrap up today, our two takeaways is the first is to make a plan on how you're going to approach this topic with your kids. Um, and, and as we said, it's not easy, but, but if you have a plan, you know, the, sometimes those things don't happen by accident. You have Correct. to plan and be intentional yeah. about, about that. And so to make a plan on, on how to have those conversations and maybe just be, be on the lookout for those opportunities, you know, yep. those natural opportunities, whether that's watching, you know, a movie or, you know, seeing something and taking advantage of those opportunities to maybe have some of those more natural conversations. And then the second thing is to let us know what questions you have. Yep. Um, we, we'd love to hear from you. And, you know, again, have a conversation. Yes, so. absolutely. All right. With that, we'll close. Be, be abnormal. abnormal.